So he's saying he's Jake Gyllenhaal, the actor. Yeah, that's a major red flag. Um, <laughs> I know. Hey, gang. Hey, team. What a day today is, isn't it? Yeah. So. We're all tired. God, we're tired. We're moody. We're grumpy. I'm not moody. I'm always Speak moody. Today, I'm very moody. And I don't know. Yeah, you're we're unwell. I'm un. We're all unwell today. <laughs> unwell. I think everyone on campus okay. has COVID except for us. Yeah, I'm good. Fingers crossed. Um, I feel fine. And and then we watched Bubble Boy, yeah. and then I made everyone watch Bubble Boy. And if you're a faithful participant of the Jake Gyllenhaal fan club, I made you watch Bubble Boy, and you have no excuses if you didn't. That was beautiful. You did such a good job of expressing yourself. I'm just using the soundboard willy nilly today because I'm gonna really? have to stop using it in a couple minutes. Okay. Hey. Yeah. Welcome to the Jake Gyllenhaal fan club today, gang. Okay. I'm the president, CEO, CFO. Ideas guy, founder, and um, uh, uh, cult leader who looks exactly like Fabio. Don't take my word for it. Just listen okay. to these wonderful reviews. Uh, Justin, Justin Gross. I'm the bubble. <laughs> Jim Miller. I'm the bubble. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm the bubble. I'm the bubble. They... I'm the bubble. I was the bubble. I'm the bubble. I'm the bubble. <laughs> Welcome to today. Welcome. Here on the Welcome. Jake Gyllenhaal fan club, we talk about Jake Gyllenhaal movies because we like Jake Gyllenhaal, but not maybe not, not this that. week. Maybe not anymore. I think we're, we're today <laughs> we're we're um, a nation and a fan club divided um, because we we and by we I mean I made everybody watch Bubble Boy, and I think uh, I might have burned a few relationship bridges over it. Now I'm starting to realize. This was just like really. There were so many moments where I wanted to turn this off. <laughs> there were so many moments. It really had us in the first half. I'm not gonna <laughs> did lie. It actually, I feel like it did. Okay. So Cat will call in. Yeah. Oh, that's the yeah. Spoiler alert for today's episode. Uh, Cat Boston did. We are our our dear friend of the pod. We're having our first call in listener call in. Mm-hmm. Dear friend of the pod, Cat Mussenden is going to call in to talk about Bubble Boy because she watched it with Jem, and I did not. I chose not to watch it with Jem. I couldn't. I couldn't watch this alone, you, and I don't know what I'd ha- what I'd done if I. I probably would have just had to throw in the. I, like I couldn't have done this alone. Really? It was so. There were so many moments where I'm like, I feel bad, like a bad person watching this movie. Oh my god. That's kind of how so I you felt with the imp- guilty, you, but I started skipping through the guilty, and to, I didn't miss anything. You needed to implicate another person uh, in yeah. Bubble Boy. Interesting. Because the guilty, I knew that if I skipped through, I wouldn't have missed that much. And I didn't. Okay. But I would have missed a lot if I skipped through this movie. Yes, absolutely. So I had to sit Some through Some vital, it. crucial So I moments. would have just had to throw in the towel or something. I like, wanna... I don't know what I would have done. Before we start, before we get Kat on the line, I do want to start with mm-hmm. this idea of, like, feeling worse about this or the guilty. Because okay, yeah. there is a lot of... Uh... If you don't listen, we watched... That was our second episode. Yeah. Was watched, the guilty. Yeah. And there was a lot of... Uh, I'd say a lot of tone deafness and problematic content within the guilty. This is Here's... definitely more blatantly, transparently, yes, like offensive, right? But in context, in context, so is literally every written, other comedy was, yeah, in the early yeah, 2000s, it was written in and 2001. Late 90s. It's yeah. 2001. I feel like it's very much a product of its time. Yeah, and so I'm willing to give it more of a pass. Whereas I think that the guilty, like is very clearly a movie that ignores the kind of consciousness that everybody else seems to be moving towards or otherwise actively aware of in the year of our Lord 2021. 
Mm-hmm. And to me, that is like far more embarrassing of it than yes. this movie, which is like gross by every stretch of the imagination. It's it's really but... funny because it's funny to look at. I'm gonna have to say this movie title out loud. If okay. I don't want to. Okay. The infamous film, yeah. Tom Green's film, Freddy Got Fingered. <laughs> okay. That, yeah. Which is to me one of the one of one the of very the peaks, movies of all time. One of the peak, peak gross out, awful early two thousands films. Right. Which is actually I kind of admire it in context. It's kind the of context an being Tom Green. They said Tom Green do whatever you want, and, and he, he just did, he, was he, like, boy, did he? He said, I'm going to. Yeah. And I can respect him for that. I, I can respect Tom Green for yeah. this. But this came out the same year, just a few months prior. A few, mo- a few months before. I'd like to think that. 9-11. Exactly. Many movies came One out. One month before 9-11. Yeah. Do we think that this caused 9-11? Yeah. Okay, cool. I just wanted to make sure we were on I the same I would like to that think one. that Freddy Got Fingered came out, and then the writers of Bubble Boy scram- scrambled. Uh-huh. People everywhere scrambled to make something, make something even though Freddy Got Fingered was an absolute it. flop. In several ways, yes. Um, I, I'm just gonna assume because I mean, of course, the here's what I want to say about Bubble Boy to anybody who's listening. Bubble Boy, I thought would be a very corny romantic comedy. Really? From knowing nothing about it besides the premise. Okay. I did not expect. For this to be the quintessential early 2000s quirky road trip so comedy. So we were both very confused by, by parts of this movie, I think. Yes, because I thought, because again, I did not look into this movie. Right. All I did was read the premise and look at the poster. Sure. The poster shows more of Chloe, love interest girl. Right. And them hugging. But and I was a... like, it's going to be about their dynamic. Okay, there's a road. There's a road. There's a road. So. That's true. I thought she would be more involved. I thought this would be kind of funny to see his relationships with people, which... It's not, not. Yeah, but not really. But it's not about that. Yeah. It's a, it is, it doesn't really matter that much, the premise of this movie, because it is mostly a, a vehicle for quirky road trip yes, moments. Yes, for qu- quirky road trip vignettes, uh, qu- quirky um, racial hijinks. Racial hijinks. It's just a, another movie to add to the pile of horrible road trip, often road trip based mm-hmm. Gross out, highly offensive, highly shocking, highly annoying, lots of Blink-182 comedy movies. God, the Literally, soundtrack. the first, they play the song, I'm going to say it, dang it, dang it. I think we can say damn it. Damn it? Yeah. It's damn it by can. Blink-182. They play that like, to something else. constantly. So many times. Constantly. I guess they this play, is growing up. They, they just bought it. They bought many songs for they this did. movie. They did. They spent a lot of money they on this soundtrack. It was money insane. On and they just commit. Yep. And I'd say, you know, it's just... That's what I didn't expect is for it to be so, like, cliche after the first half hour. Yeah. Like, the first half hour I thought was kind of, like, it had funny writing. Sure, yeah. And it was actually kind of clever and had a commentary in it. It had some, it, okay. My The biggest thing that I, th- I thought was very funny about Bubble Boy is that at the beginning, in the first 20 minutes, Bubble Boy had a lot more to say about America and American conservatism than the entirety Don- of Donnie Darko. Darko. Which came out the same year, which may I add. the same year and Just flopped. a few months also after. Also because of 9-11. Or was it because of Jake Gyllenhaal? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> which was, which was 9-11, which was caused by Jake Gyllenhaal, yeah. which caused Donnie Darko to flop. Which caused Donnie Darko to flop. So I'm sorry, of a, moving the mic. It was a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy. You did it. You made the noise. It wasn't a good ting. It wasn't as good of a ting. That was, that was good. That was all right. Okay. Go. Thank you. Better? That's all. Okay. All right. Do we want to call Cat in now? Yeah, let's call Cat in. Let's call Cat in. Hello? Hello? Oh, my God. It's working. Hi. Cat, what did you think of Bubble Boy? <laughs> 
I thought it an assault. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, an assault. I thought it was betrayal. It yeah, took, I agree. It took years off my life. It is not even an hour and a half long, and I felt like I had aged. A betrayal? Um, a betrayal on whose part? Uh, for me, it is specifically the... it. God, I have no gauge for, like, how long the, like, lull of safety lasted at the beginning. Because <laughs> yes! this is only... Yes! It is, it is only an, not even an hour and a half long. No. But it felt... <laughs> Every act felt like years. So, um, it felt so. I, we were both so excited when we saw that it was an hour and like 23 minutes. It felt like two full hours. So, it, it, it dragged for the both of you? Yes. Interesting. Because yes. it really, I wouldn't say it dragged. Like, it's one of those things where I was definitely very conscious of how long it was, but I, I don't, I don't necessarily, I, it wasn't like a slog for me, I think. And I, could have been more of a slog. It could have been more but... of a slog. Wasn't, I, I wasn't having slug. fun. I want to talk about this part in particular because I do find it very interesting that this was like a unifying vi- viewing experience for all of us. That first 20 minutes of Bubble Boy. <laughs> it was not bad. It was actually pretty good. It had good it writing. It was very fun. It was, and I was like, it was, was funny. Like, oh, this is not that bad. This is, is going to be okay, Little actually. did we know. For, especially for like 2001, I was like, this is like, like, Usually when you get like a like an early 2000s movie like all of the like all of the hate customary for that time <laughs> it is not it is like it is not something that is like critiqued by the people making the movie right. but in this one it is just like all the people who are who are behaving that way are in text like silly yeah yeah it, yeah, it, doesn't, it doesn't present the same kind of self-awareness that bubble boy very seem like very seemingly possesses in its first 20 minutes it kind of knows that the worldview that at least its characters espouse are very is like wrong and warped and not good mm-hmm. and then it kind of proceeds to reinforce it anyway bad which yeah. is very and then that self-awareness faded completely, completely. when it came to brown people. Brown people, uh, the the fat, kind of, at times. Briefly. The, Briefly. The physically and mentally disabled. Um, yeah. Uh, this was the debate that Justin and I were having, Kat, which is not a constructive debate. <laughs> not at all. But it is funny. Justin texted me and was like, "What? who does this movie hate more? People with various <laughs> disabilities or... Uh, Hindu people and South, South Asian, Asian people. people. Ooh. <laughs> I was pretty firm. At least it was it was the the text was a lot more um it was more the subtext that was worse with people with disabilities right, than right. it was yeah, uh, Hindu people. Say, I'm going I'm going to say that's more hateful of South Asian people just because we spent a lot of time very like clearly mocking Hinduism. There was this one part that I I did find genuinely abhorrent. Like when they ran over that cow I with the truck. I wrote that too. I wrote that exact yes. thing. That was the bridge that took this movie too far. Like that was that was almost like startlingly uncalled it for. It was and I so offensive. And I have no idea what made them think that that was like. A good idea, other than that I it happened in 2001. By the way, I wish I could explain this plot in depth, 
But there, to anybody, there's, there's nothing to say besides, yeah, no. yeah J- J- Jake Gyllenhaal's in a bubble and he's taking a road trip yes, and then yeah. racist Jake characters come by. Jake taking a road trip and then he meets every stereotype that America has Okay, that's everyone. not true. Not he true. doesn't meet black people. That's true. He does not he meet does not, there's no black, black people. people here. He meets that that's one, he meets he that one guy with the facial deformity who's a meme. That one guy. He's a meme? Yeah. Good for, well, good yeah. for him. And then that's it. And then yeah, they, don't, they, they meet a lot of South Asian people. Yeah. They meet a lot of, they, they have a old lot to say, yeah, a lot of old people. They have oh, a lot to say about Mexicans. People? Yep, Mexican people. Uh, because of course. Yeah. Um, my, fa- my favorite, obviously, was, okay. was the East Asian jokes at the very, at the middle and the very the end. The very end. Yeah, that, they like slipped them in there. That I found to be highly, uh, all equally startling. The yeah. only part, the only race joke that did make me laugh a little bit. And All I'm very right. sorry. Okay, what is was, it? Uh, and I don't know if I can say I this. I got my phone ready to cancel at the end, you right now. Good. At the end of the movie, when when uh the when the two old brothers have their have one of their wives, Nani, no, Punani. And I oh. thought it was funny because she was clearly meant to be a caricature of a Japanese person, and so having her leave was like, huh? Oh, like I thought that was kind. That was like barely funny. Okay. It was barely funny. I think the only one that I... Nope. Never mind. No, no, you Not even to. then. No, 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 you gotta. Well, it wasn't a joke. It wasn't... It, it didn't count. Okay. I was thinking of it and then I realized it didn't count. But what so. was it? I liked uh, when it was the mom at the beginning showing her... Uh, she was writing the... Like, framing that uh, Jake Gyllenhaal get kidnapped. Uh-huh. She wrote, like, uh, here's your son, blah, 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 blah. We want this much money. Oh, Signed, oh, yeah, the Jews. <laughs> And then, and then the like she's like, because the dad writes, writes the ransom note. She's like, that's stupid. They wouldn't ask for that little money. Yeah, that was. That's I was like, so. But again, that was framed as intense. Framed, bad. Yeah, it was framed as wrong, and nothing. That's else why that, the, I didn't think that counted. None of the other pernicious parts of the movie were framed as like wrong or otherwise like, like yeah. offensive. Because you know, I at love- the end of the movie, like the Hindu guy becomes like a cult leader, where, where they all worship, uh, they, where they all worship his stupid little cows. Because of course, like again, it's like weird I didn't that even they notice worship. That. Yeah, where it's like you know, it's weird that those that those brown people worship the cows. Um, yeah, and, so um, weird. And a- again, like uh, look at Jake Gyllenhaal's cool old old guys and their and their one shared Asian wife. Um, yeah, and and like, so and, much and, ageism and, too. And, and, the end has also two like poly couples. Which oh my god, is... there are a lot of there is a two. lot of polyamory two. in this movie. Two whole two whole polyamorous couples. couples yeah, <laughs> that's wild to me. Oh. They really went for that. And they I... should have gone for the trifecta. And like, what is the what is the 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 fiance's name? Matt, Mark. Oh yeah, yeah. Just had just have Mark get in with Jake Gyllenhaal and the girl the girlfriend. Why not? Yeah. Why not? I need to I need to share a hot take on this the Jake Gyllenhaal fan club podcast. Mm-hmm. I thought that Mark was fully hotter than Jake Gyllenhaal. No, I thought he was a lot no, hotter. No, to me, to no. me he was the a lot mullet, hotter. The mullet, the mullet. He, no. he got rid of it. He got rid of the mullet. It wasn't good. He got the rid of the mullet. mullet. Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal did not do himself any favors with his hair looking hair. distinctly I just, greasy I and sweaty. Need, I Can need I share to something know. that I looked up while seeing IMDb? Please, yes. It was that um, this movie is nominated for one award, it was an and it was the Stinkers Award, and it, he, Jake Gyllenhaal was nominated but did not win for war, uh, worst haircut in a movie. But he didn't win. I don't know what did. I, didn't, I would I didn't love to know that what did. I didn't research that that far. Into it. Is this a Razzie Award? 
contender? I don't know. No, nothing. Really? Nothing. That was the only thing this had on IMDb. That's fascinating. Let me so, go look that up. I want to know if that's if this is like if that's just like a failing on IMDb's part. In the, speaking because... of hair, Kat and I should share our moment we had together. <laughs> oh, please do. Together. <laughs> so at the end of this movie, when Love Interest and Jake Gyllenhaal get married, yeah. Kat and I are, are throughout this movie are looking to each other saying, When is his hair going to improve? When is this going to get better? <laughs> And this this she, scene sh, like shows the wedding, and immediately he has better hair. So we both get up, start screaming, and we stood up and started cheering. But then, <laughs> here's the kicker: we immediately started screaming in agony as we saw this the amount of racism that they packed yeah. into the end yeah. of this movie. They had to so get it was all, like I mean, they had to get across the finish line with the racism. Cat, would you like to would you like to articulate? You know. What we did. <laughs> I mean, like, it was mostly just, like, the sheer joy. Like, what's the opposite of a crescendo? But it was just, like, very much, like, you could hear. Stopping, we turned from uh, to uh, elation to horror as he was, like, being the officiant of the wedding. <laughs> oh, my God. And, like... And just like in like in Shiva's name, and we're like, no! no, we really did go like, yes, 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 no, 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 like in in vocally standing up, scaring the creatures around Cat's home. No, these poor little yeah. kittens. <laughs> my dog, my my Freya, the dog my got up and sweet, left. Dumb dog Freya was on my lap, and she got up and ran away. She went poor away. Girl, poor girl. She was tired of the also, racism. I need to revisit something that I remembered from this movie that I, as someone who took one religious philosophy class once, I was very bothered by. Shiva's okay. not a goddess. No. Shiva is not a goddess. No. That's not like... It was just... That wasn't the right... It was not right. No, it's not. Shiva's not a goddess, and nor does like Shiva exist at the center of the universe. It's like, oh my God, there's a sticker that says Shiva right behind you. Oh my god! Oh my god! Full circle. Yeah. Anyway, it was it was very incorrect framing of well, I mean, obviously the movie doesn't respect Hinduism very much. No. But it was like an incorrect framing of like because this is something that this is a phenomenon that is true across like several like media where the the point is that we don't take religions that aren't Christianity and sometimes Judaism, but not really, not uh, really. very seriously. Where we do just perceive it as like Christianity for brown people, so we try to actively yeah. reframe it as Christianity for brown people. So it's yeah. like it's like yeah, Shiva's Bad. Jesus, right? Yeah, cool. Okay, yeah. Eat cows, God, great. Love I it. think I want to I want to take a moment on air to articulate one scene in particular. Please do that we talked about briefly yeah. before Cat came on, and I just need everybody to hear it. Okay. Anybody can, you know, if I leave something out, let me in. Let me know. Let me in. Let me in. Let me in. <laughs> so there is a character that I don't know the point besides racism named Push Pop. Which one is Push Pop? <sighs> Push Pop is, is our lovely uh, racist stereotype of uh, Hinduism. Oh, and, oh okay. Yeah, yeah. South Asian. I didn't know he, I didn't know they deigned to give him a name. Yeah, his name was <laughs> Honestly, Push Pop. Honestly, I didn't. We only realized his name was Push Pop because we were reading the subtitles and we were like, who the fuck is Push Pop? Oh, you guys were watching the subtitles. Oh, I, no, okay. I heard them. I heard I him, not, I heard him I called that. I was I paying attention. Again, I didn't think that they, that they went so far as to humanize him with a name. So good for Push Pop. We meet Push Pop. I don't even want to say his name, but I, I'm going to. Yeah, we got to. He's being picked on by a bunch of racists, right? And then Jake Gyllenhaal's like, "Hey, don't, don't pick on him." And then like, 
hijinks ensues, and then him and Push Pop get away. Right. Push Pop is called that because he has an ice cream truck for some reason. And it's to be oh like, the joke is like, the joke is like, yes, I worship cows and all, but they're, but ice cream is so good. That's the but joke. But everybody loves ice cream, and it was ice so cream is bad. how I spread the med, blah, 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 blah. It was so Ugh. not necessary and not funny. I can't believe I didn't. I'm going to be honest. There are a lot of parts of this, because I, I was only half paying attention to the entire movie. There are a lot of parts of it that are, like, genuinely very terrible that I did just kind of, like, not pick up on. That I was, like, choosing not to pay attention to. Do you have the benefit of that cat and I just, like, watching be- this? Because, like, so much, like, that in particular is, like, I guess ice cream does come from cows, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I did like, forget I was, that yeah. part. Distracted by the fact that it wasn't only an ice cream shop, uh, ice cream truck. It was also a curry truck. Oh, well, of course oh my he's, God, he's, I he's Indian. He's, well, yeah, no, How could I have Because the bikers are in the in the uh, the uh, refrigerator part of the truck, and they're like, there's some good curry back here. It's like, ah, oh, great. 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 Love it. Great. I love it. Thanks. So... This is so incredibly offensive. I feel so gross even describing no. the scene, but I, I should. Okay, yeah. So that people can know. Go ahead. How bad this movie is. Mm-hmm. You know, I've sat through very few early 2000s um, high, uh, wacky hijinks, highly offensive movies. Yeah. But this seemed pretty bad. It, yeah. Where um, they're driving in the ice cream truck and they hit a cow on the way there. Mm-hmm. And so... Pish Pop is like, oh my gosh, I have to now make an altar to this cow in the middle of the road. <laughs> stupid, right? So Isn't you that just, stupid? Yeah. So Jake Gyllenhaal, you take an ice cream for the road and just go. Good luck, yeah. And so he's I've making... Ble- and I've blessed the ice cream because it comes, you know, cow. No, oh, yeah, I've yeah. blessed it, blah, blah, blah. Tiring. So yeah, in the middle of the road, you know, because he's so dumb. Yeah, he's so dumb he's and so backwards. Dumb the culture's so backwards. backwards. They worship animals. So he's making, uh, he's making this... Uh, this altar in the middle of the road got all these flowers and stuff. And then, of course, somebody in the middle of the road just drives immediately through the cow. Through the cow. Through the cow. So it it's, a, it's a graphic. It, it's as graphic as you would think it would be. Yeah. And then more people run over the cow. And it's just, haha. And for a movie. Isn't, this, isn't it stupid that he, he, he had made an altar to a, a cow? For a movie that I feel like in kind of, look, at least like in watching it, feels very much aimed at like, Kind of tweens to young teens. Yeah, it was like oddly graphic. It was so. Yeah. Uh, it was so. It crossed. It crossed a such line. a line. It really did. It was so like like it was already bad enough that they were like making fun of him for like you know even for faith d- for, for faith for faith reasons. But then like obviously the subtext they and the, really... even the text of just driving yeah. through it and stuff is just so clear. Right. So just telling. Showing it all and like panning out to show. The entire like indent, and he's in covered in blood, and the organs it was are everywhere. So bad. It was I was so it was disgusted foul. in the moment. Uh, may I say, the writers of this movie, go ahead, are the writers who wrote all the Illumination movies, all the animated no movies. Way. I am not kidding. No so they way. are credited. I looked up their writing credits on IMDb, and pretty much the rest oh of God. everything. Yeah. Is like Despicable Me, The Lorax, Horn Hears a Who, Horn Hears a Who, Wow, Hop. Yeah, like all the illumination. Schmiga movies. Dune. I don't know. Even it's know this. The... It's this new Apple TV show that everybody loves right now because uh-huh. it's like a parrot is like it's a parody of Brigadoon. Oh my god! So that show has to be racist, right? <laughs> that show has to be racist. Then it's got to be. It's got to be racist. I mean, come on! It's written by these two bozos. Was Despicable Me racist? Was Despicable Cat? Was Despicable Me racist? 
dis- I don't remember enough about Despicable okay. Me. Okay, fair enough. We could ask friends. Leslie later. I don't think there. Were, I don't think there were enough people who were not white to be racist. That's fair. A great That's point. Fair. It's so. It was funny because I originally wrote, looked up who the writers were. Because again, first twenty or so minutes of this movie, bad, but have some good jokes. Right. So yes. I wrote. The, I was looking at that and being like, wow, like it's kind of cool. Right. Like they're, they're good writers. Little did I know. Little did I know what would be ahead of me on the road. Pun unintended. Are the, is this show racist? Could be. Wow. They wrote a lot. Because it's like, I, I for those unaware, it's like, it's a parody of like the the musical Brigadoon where these two people, I think, get like transported to a, to like the universe of like a cheesy musical. And yeah, something like that. And that's the know. show. Mm-hmm. And it's, huh. it's maybe... <laughs> You know, maybe they learned some lessons um, between uh, Bubble Boy and now um, in writing for, writing all three Despicable Me movies. Maybe. Maybe they learned some lessons. Maybe. Because, like, there are certain people in this cast of Schmigadoon where it's like, okay, I can't imagine that if this were, like, actively racist 20 years after Bubble Boy that these people would be involved in it. But, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, So, I don't think that movies need to exist anymore after Bubble Boy. No. I think they ruined movies for everyone. I think that, yeah, I think that Bubble Boy has kind of ruined movies for everyone. Um, I need to find a way to talk about this. Because here's my problem with it. As somebody who likes the, at times I would say, equally offensive and not in a way that is often justifiable, uh, Drop Dead Gorgeous. What movie is that? It's a a late 90s culty teen comedy movie. About a beauty pageant starring Kirsten Dunst. It was Amy Adams' first big role. Good Got role it. for Britney Murphy. A good role for um. I've never seen that film. I wouldn't be surprised if I've we ever saw Denise. Film. If we never saw Denise Richards again, Denise Richards is in the movie. Uh, it's very funny, and I would recommend that everybody watch it. With the caveat that it is highly offensive, especially if uh two people with uh disabilities, right? Nah. Uh, it is highly offensive, and I cool. and I do wonder. I I hate to be one of those people where it's like. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna because I'm not gonna like defend Bubble Boy, right? But like, I guess my problem with it is that I did think that some sometimes the movie was very funny. Unfortunately, I w- I just I don't know if Cat can be the tiebreaker. I thought it was almost never funny. Interesting. After those first I... twenty minutes, or uh, even after I thought even Danny Trejo was doing pretty had some funny Danny moments. Tre- Tre- Danny Trejo had a good had a good bit, but the, nothing the, after the me- that. The Mexicans were the minority group they liked the most. Yes, because they yes. think that Mexicans are cool and edgy. Yeah, so they were like, okay, yeah, Mexicans. They're but bi- you know they're all bikers who want to stab people. Yeah, they're dangerous, but they're cool. Yeah, so we can so we can respect we can respect them, and obviously you got to respect Danny Trejo. Yes, you so have to respect that Danny Trejo. Makes sense. Anything after Danny Trejo's. Was to me horrendous. Yeah, nothing, um, nothing. There was nothing after that that I. Found I actually con- convinced myself that um, uh, Michael Shalhoub was on uh, was in this movie because when I was looking up the cast for uh, Bubble Boy, I had uh, clicked on Danny Trejo and then I clicked on the Spy Kids cast and <laughs> oh I had forgotten completely. And then I looked up and then looked down and I was like Michael Shalhoub. I forgot that these were in fact two separate movies. <laughs> um. No, there were definitely, like, premises of the movie that I did find very, like, genuinely a little bit entertaining. There was maybe a handful of, like, brief moments. Uh Uh-huh. Very brief that I thought were funny. In the first 20 minutes before, you know, we got more racist side characters. But the thing that I had said that I still stand by was, um, was, like, 
if you had applied these side characters to a different premise, it would have been very enjoyable. Yes. <laughs> or if, if you just had applied, yes. I think even if it just hadn't been this racist, it probably would have that been too. more enjoyable. That too. Well, yeah. I hate, I'm, t- I'm just exhausted of road trip no, I, comedy. Yeah, I think that's where we disagree because I do, I actually, like the premise of like the cross country road trip to like stop a big I've thing. Seen, like, that was fine. I've that just was fine. seen it so, and it's done. Okay, yeah. It's been done sure. so many times and I'm just like, if you've seen one quirky early 2000s road trip comedy, you've seen right. every quirky 2000s guess, road trip yeah, comedy. I guess that's where we differ because that's not necessarily a formula that I am personally very tired of. But and and they, again, like there were like a couple gags here and there that I that genuinely actually made me cackle because I thought they were funny and not because like they were out they, they were like wild because they were wildly racist. Like the this scene where he where he the, where he runs into the convenience store that was funny I that was, was hilarious that where he's just like I, I don't know that. how to steal can I just borrow my this beard's my girlfriend's favorite please I, yeah I, and I she goes was, yeah okay. Okay, okay and then it cuts to her and she's she's robbing the store I didn't I didn't I thought that was funny that was the one part where it's like oh okay so every so she's not gonna she's gonna be the one throwaway character who doesn't get like a resolution <laughs> like she yeah, isn't, I know. she's not gonna like show up at the end of the movie and she's like look I'm fine like uh, okay whatever I don't know I didn't think about that (laughs) the other thing was when the mom turned out to be wildfire that was so good I thought that was genuinely I had a feeling that was gonna pay out I I thought there was few moments in the script where like there was like a really good payout right that was C setups and payoffs that was a good one yeah that was a good one and yeah the rest of it was mostly like the movie is just kind of like rolling around in its little mud pit of like we're doing some racism we're doing some uh Oh, there was one joke at the beginning that I did really like, which was specifically uh, he didn't know what an erection was. And so he, when his mom saw him, he was like, like, do the same thing that I tell your father. That's uh, good. That was great. Recite the Pledge, of allegiance. <laughs> the Pledge of allegiance until right it now. goes away. <laughs> that was great. But again, like there's just there's just a lot of these little moments that would have made for a significantly better movie if it weren't for the fact that like everything else surrounding the, the, <laughs> these good moments, yeah, were like so relentlessly hateful yeah. and so gross and icky. Jake was fine though. Jake, yeah, I guess we could talk he about did that. What, he Jake, did what he he did what he had to Jake do. Jake really truly did what he had to do with yeah. the material given to him. They gave him no personality besides quirky. Here's something. No, he's here's, a manic pixie dream girl. He's, he's manic pixie dream boy for yes. sure. Here's my the reason that I kind of think that no, maybe this movie doesn't like disabled people as much, but I think it definitely has something has something to do with them. I don't know if this is like wild, wild or like out of like out of place for me to say, but it almost at times felt like, in addition to being like physically disabled, that they it's were like also they were also trying something. to code him as autistic. Yeah, in a way that I that was not like cute or cool, but, like sure. genuinely, you know, rather offensive. Yeah. Um, I could see that, yeah. and I and I don't know if one... I would make that be Jake's fault because you know he didn't write the movie, but yeah, there were a lot of moments where I was like thinking, and I was just like, okay, how much of this is supposed to be? me just assuming that it's because his mom sheltered him and how much do you think that just like yep yeah if you have an immune deficiency you're also not all there yeah or other or like yeah it was really bad the whole time there were a lot of really yeah oh one more note oh uh, please specifically uh the mom uh i looked up her name and then promptly forgot it Susie kurtz uh uh yes, uh mom and also pushing daisies. So she had Oh, a so we're coming full time. circle for cat. 
<laughs> so she had a nickel for every time she played a neurotic mom. She would have two nickels. Which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it's happened. Was she neurotic? Was that the whole thing? Like, is that she's like she's like kind of a neurotic? A different way. Okay. The, the spoilers for Pushing Daisies. Okay. Um, she's uh one of the main characters uh aunts who and then it turns out that she's actually her mom posing as her aunt. Which and character? Uh, Chuck. We're putting we're putting Cat on on the uh, Pushing Daisies stage today. She's got a mic and a spotlight. So <laughs> a mic and a spotlight. This is this is formative piece of media. This is the Pushing da- um, Daisies fan club podcast. Hi. Um, Lee Pace fan club. Hi. (laughs) Um, the main, like, love interest, Chuck, um, she was raised by her aunts, and they're weird. Okay. Uh, They are, they are a synchronized swimming duo who is so famous that they had whole swimming pools just dedicated to them. The final episode is them attending an aquacade, which is, I guess, just like a water show, like a water (laughs) a water entertainment show and then they're like oh my god it's the mermaid darling mermaid darlings and then they become headliners and then they're like we're going on a grand european tour and like that's how it ends because it was canceled early and they had to wrap it up um (laughs) um but like anyway so like they're synchronized swimming people who are obsessed with cheese and they have birds and they taxidermy the birds after they die and there's a um aunt lily who is the mom um uh, uh, Chuck's mom. She has an eye patch because she accidentally got cat litter stuck in her eye. Of course. Um, <laughs> and um, they uh, there was an episode where they got a homing pigeon and uh, it had its wing injured, and so they bejeweled a new wing for it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. So yeah, they're weird. They're quirky. Yeah. But, in- <laughs> but <laughs> instead of it being like um religious quirky it is like oh so you're the lesbian aunts before we were comfortable with lesbian aunts being a thing (laughs) every time cat i hear you talk about pushing daisies i tell myself man i really should watch that show you would not like it i I mean i remember you showed it to me and the problem that i had with it was just that it was ugly well yeah it has a lot of, like, early 2000s, I guess it was mid-2000s, but it had a lot of, like, weird VFX that did not make sense and have not aged well. But, like, mm-hmm. outside of that, it was very s- silly. Very fun and yeah. silly. Real fun and silly. Yeah. I don't know how else we can talk about Bubble Boy. I can read my notes. You could read your notes. <laughs> you could read your notes. I wrote, hate the plot. We were all so kind of funny. this film. Kind of funny. Side gags are pretty good. I like Zach Galifianakis being in this movie for I no like reason. I like Zach Galifianakis. I, I, I like him as a oh, whole. Can I just say, can I say Zach Galifianakis's um, bit about him being like, I lost four pounds in two months. Thing. Like, for some reason, that killed me. <laughs> that was good. It was funny. because Because the me and mom calls him fat. And he's like, in my defense. I'm wearing ankle weights wearing right ankle weights. now. He's so good. It's this very is... hot. I'm I sweating. Think, can, I, can I make a confession? Not a confession. An announcement. What? He was pretty in this yeah. movie. Yeah, he was very handsome. He was very handsome, pretty. Handsome, yeah. He was very handsome. His beautiful blue eyes. Handsome, His beautiful baby blue eyes. On... Let's forget Smasher Pass Jake Gyllenhaal's... Uh, Smasher Pass is like a... Smasher Pass is like a... Yeah. You know. Galifianakis and Gyllenhaal. Galifianakis. Galifianakis. I wrote... I wrote... Poor Jake. I hope it was worth it. 
<laughs> nope. No way. I, <laughs> no, not in, at no point was this movie worth it, I think. I also wrote Scooter in the Casino for scooter today. Because he gets a casino that, uh, nope, he gets a scooter he from the casino. <laughs> and I'm like, in what world is there a scooter in a casino? I'd like to know. Wait, I, I do. I do have... catering only to 16 year olds. <laughs> you yeah. know, as casinos often do. I just remembered I did want to, I know I wanted to mention it. <sighs> There's a Bubble Boy musical. What? There's there a, is a what? Bubble Boy musical. You're, this can't be the same. And it was also written by the guys who did the movie. What? The original movie, Bubble Boy, was a commercial and critical failure that didn't turn uh, turn out the way Cinco Paul and Kem uh, Dorio wanted it to. They saw turning it into a musical as a way to redeem the story. How? As as they had originally, how did they intend to tell the story? How did they originally intend the first production was in February 2008 at the Thousand Oaks Civic Artists Arts Plaza, uh, whatever, whatever, featured a cast of high school students. The musical was subsequently chosen by the Disney ASCAP uh, Musical Theater Workshop. Wow, what? Who became, uh, by Stephen Schwartz, who became a champion of the show. Stephen Schwartz, who was the composer, I think, composer for like Godspell, a... yeah, Pippin and Wicked? yeah. You know about Stephen Schwartz? And he became a champion of the musical? Wow, Stephen, how far you've fallen. Oh, my God. What? what? Who goes, <laughs> like, you know what a road trip movie needs? A stationary stage where we cannot easily imply the changing of scenes. <laughs> I want to know what this production looked like. Is there any remnants of any songs? Let's find out. I would love to I find hope- out. I hope part of it involves like putting a, a, a like a like a dummy inside of a plastic ball and then just punting it over the audience. <laughs> I hope so too. Oh my god! Wait, there's I'll... a there's a full production of it on YouTube. Oh. There's a full production. Can you play of it? it? I know. I yeah. Know. Let's I play. Let's play it. A cat. I don't think that cat will be able to hear it. But sorry, cat. Oh, rip. Let's play a, a brief moment of it. Is this on Spotify? I'm screaming, throwing up. Is it on Spotify? Did you look it up? Oh God, sounds good. Sounds good. Oh, girl. there's. This is on Spotify. It is. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Bubble Boy original cast recording from 2017. What is going on here? I can't see it, unfortunately. <laughs> it's just people around. Yeah, so far it's people just standing around. That is the plot of the movie. That is the plot of the movie. There was a boy who lived in a bubble. I think I've heard enough, actually. Uh, <laughs> there was a boy uh, who lived in a bubble. Should we come back from the break have, uh, uh, having listened to all of the Bubble Boy musical? I think that could tie into my um my uh my Uncle V's uh, desire for us to do a show about Sunday in the Park with George. Okay, we, we can do, do it. We do uh, Jake Gyllenhaal based musicals. Anything musical. that has to do musicals. I, you know what's okay. So I, anybody who knew a lot of theater kids or was an ex theater kid know about this one specific phenomena, phenomenon, phenomena, just one, dee, dee, not dee, multiple, dee, dee. where um, theater kids were obsessed with finding the most underground musicals and adoring them regardless of if they <laughs> yeah, were good, they, they were bad. And then sometimes those musicals, enough people would latch onto them, and then things like Heathers would happen. Which I or do... people would pretend like they liked the musical Heathers. <laughs> pretend that Heathers was a was a piece of musical media worth engaging with in any form. Or good. Yeah, or good. It was not. Yeah. People legit. It's like 
American Psycho the musical, by that the way. That was another one that I, I remember I people talking about. I sent that in our, in, our, in our group chat a while ago, and nobody wanted to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I don't think not, I want to. It is... It, well, it is so bad. I remember somebody I knew, who I will tell you later because you know who it is, um, oh. was was like talking about Carrie the musical. Carrie the and musical. It's like, who cares? Who cares about this? There's so people forget the sheer number of musicals there are. There are too many musicals, and that nobody cares about because rich people go see it once just to see all the fun. The rich production people will value. literally see anything. They will see There's anything. Like, they will put their money behind anything. So many musicals about like celebrities as well. Right. Donna Summer musical, Cher musical. Trying to make a Britney musical. Trying to make a, that's not ethical. No, it's not. That's but I, not I would ethical. Argue a few of these are. Yeah, it's just so bad. It's just uh, mm-hmm. just wanted to touch on that. So, do you think that. that we could make a grassroots campaign to make Bubble Boy the musical, the new Heather's the musical? We could try. I would like to try. It have to. It it would have to have. Um, because the thing about Heather's the musical that I think made it so successful uh-huh. is having a, a lead you can imagine yourself as. What's not to What's not to like about imagining yourself as Bubble Boy? <sighs> Come on that's now. A great point. Come on now. You no, got well, me there. Because well, it needs to have a hot me. person. It needs to. It, it, it needs to have, it needs a, hot to have a hot person, person in, in the past. it. And I think yeah. that obviously everybody, everyone at that time was obsessed with Barrett Wilbert, Wilbert Weed. By the way. Yeah, and the other guy. That well, guy. There's there's the, there the guy. He was the guy in the movie, not the movie, the the, the musical. Which guy? I don't JD? know. Yeah, he also played the Rocky Horror guy in that like really horrible reboot oh, of Rocky Horror. Oh yeah, that Horror. guy. That guy. I mean, I think he's hot. Yeah, I know. But he was hot. Yeah, he is. People hot. latch on him too. Yeah, but yeah, I think you need like in, in order for it to like. So let's okay. How about this? We're gonna start a grassroots revival of Bubble Boy the Musical. We're gonna get it off Broadway because uh-huh. that's the obviously in order for theater kids to latch onto it, that's the farthest it can go because it has to feel as though it's something that got close to being very mainstream successful and then failed. Failed. So we yes. need to do an off Broadway revival of Bubble Boy the Musical starring Barrett Wilbert Weed as Bubble Boy. And yeah, then as the, the bubble. Yeah, as the bubble. <laughs> and then the hot guy. The Jake hot, Gyllenhaal's back. Jake Gyllenhaal's He's back. He's playing this. Jake Gyllenhaal plays uh, Danny Trejo. Yeah. 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 In brown face. <laughs> To, in order to preserve the spirit of the musical, Danny Tra- <laughs> Jake Jake will, play, will be we'll playing be Danny doing racism. Yes, we'll be doing some racism, some light racism. <laughs> That's um, some pretty strong racism. It is, but I, I wouldn't say light at all. Uh, and then the guy from the guy, the hot guy from Heather's the Musical, who is also in the the show Live and Maddie on Disney Channel. Uh, he oh, can really? be, yeah, he can be, okay. he can be, um, the boy. Can be the boy. If Barrett B- Wilbert Weed is the bubble, then he yes. can be the boy. Yes, and that'll be Bubble Boy. Should I finish my notes? You can. I what was I? Oh, we talked about how the scooter was in the casino for today. I said I love the mom because she's like the crazy lady in Donnie Darko. I do think that the mom was the best character. Sparkle motion. Yeah. Yes. The mom was easily the best character. She had, she was like the most interesting. Had the most going on. I also wrote that Cat and I screamed when Danny Trejo's motorcycle got run over by the cult people. Really? Yeah, we said no. That was funny. Happened well, multiple times. It was you know, several motorcycles got run over by the. Cult There's people. some absolutely horrendous voiceover for all, because they show a freak show and then all the like people in the freak show have like yeah, the worst voiceovers like I've com- ever heard. That's honestly like a pretty common trend in a lot of media where there are freaks involved. Mm-hmm. You, you, obviously, when the guy is tiny, he has to have a has tiny a, person yeah, voice. A tiny I think voice. that also happened in The Greatest Showman. Really? I think I've never seen I that believe movie. That the, yeah, I think it happened in the Greatest That's Showman where, where there was a like a guy with dwarfism and he and he was in the movie and then he he was voice dubbed by someone who had a more high pitched voice because we I don't hate and that goes back to my thing that this movie really hates people with physical disabilities. Yeah, but it is interesting because it, it. But I my point that at least for uh, the freak show aspect is it's not unique. I would say it's unique, but I do think it's, it's pretty. Still bad. It's pretty nasty. Still bad. Not so pretty nasty. Yeah. Um. 
But then I wrote, oh, by the way, for context, uh, when we meet our our lovely, totally not racist character, Push Pop, uh, the reason that he is left alone by the people picking on him is because Bubble Boy comes in and they're like, oh, blah, 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 blah. So Bubble Boy is actually anti-racist. Yes, exactly. If you think about it. He, he's, a, he, he's an ally. He's he an ally. Was not, he had nothing. He Bubble did not Boy, participate Bubble in Bubble Boy racism. had a surprise, surprisingly not one racist bone in his body. No, he didn't. Bubble Boy he just didn't, wanted to learn. Yeah, he did not participate in any racism Bubble Boy himself. is actually anti-racist. Okay. If you think about it. No. Because Bubble... <laughs> I won't. <laughs> but thank Bubble you. Boy, because Bubble Boy at no point engaged in racism. That's right. And that's the bar. The that's bar the, the is bar not is doing racism. The bar is literally on the floor. Say, anytime he says something that is like very obviously like... Uh, racist or misogynistic, and or said for shock value, he always goes like, "That's what my mom taught me." Yeah, so and he always has. So he always says, has. My yeah. mom, my mommy says, like you know, he always yeah. has the out uh, that um, it's not necessarily his fault. It's just like yeah. how he, just how he was raised. Yeah. Uh, but I wanted to say, um, so he goes like. He's getting picked on by the racists who are picking on Push Pop. Right. And he's like, oh, what's up with you? Why are you in a bubble? And he's like, I have no immunities. And they all go, immunities? Uh, is that no. contagious? I don't want that. Ah, And all the racists run away. And I say, that's, if only they knew. If only they knew. What would, where would we be now? Was that an AIDS joke? Oh, it could be. I think that was an AIDS joke. I have, you have no could immunities. Be. Is that contagious? That's true. That oh, could be an, that no. could be an AIDS joke. I didn't no. think about that. I didn't think about it until you until you repeated it back to me. I didn't even think about oh, that. No. Oh no. I mean, God. at least they're well, they're portrayed as being bad. Yeah. Bars on the floor for Bubble Boy. The bar is on the floor for Bubble Boy, ladies and gentlemen. The bar is so, on the floor, and that is for Bubble Boy. Mm-hmm. That bar this is for Bubble Boy. This does also bring up like a very interesting because like you have the movie being very critical about white racist white people <laughs> and then it proceeds to be racist white people yeah it's it's bad it's pretty bad it's bad um look, look at these people making fun of push pop and now we're going to proceed to make fun of push pop for longer than we see for those. longer it, for <laughs> grosser yeah it's, it's like, it was bad but what i also wrote was it did take longer than i thought before racism ha- happened because I thought it yeah. would be like off the right, bat, right out the gate, right off it the gate. It did take them a very so long time. So it really, time. it really did make me think this wasn't going to have racism in it. And boy, did it! Boy, boy did it! Boy, were we wrong! And this movie, like Kat said earlier, is just Jake Gyllenhaal meeting almost every possible stereotype. Yeah, almost. That's beautiful. Almost. Almost. I am. I like. I gotta say again. I had just for the sake of repeating it. I'm genuinely shocked they left black people alone for this one. Me too. I'm genuinely we shocked. Gem and I were waiting because the for the Mark, Mark. Yeah. Mark and Chloe uh, for their yeah, wedding. Yeah, their re- wedding. Um, they're, they're, it was like a, a black woman. Yeah. And we were like, oh, yes, oh that's God, right. no, it's going to be a sassy black woman. But it wasn't. It no, wasn't. it was just a black woman. It just was just a lady. black woman there. There was, a, there was a, cult, a cult member who was a black dude, and I thought that that was also going to be a thing, and then it never was. Yeah, I, I guess, was. Uh, I was. Ge- that was the one part of the movie I was genuinely impressed they, by the restraint. They, yeah, that, that yeah. was very. That is interesting. Yeah. Every black person in this movie, nobody drew attention to. We the got. Fact we that got they were the, black. again. We got the East Asians. We got Mexicans, yeah. which is obviously old the, people. An, no what, gay people either. Really? Not really. Not really. No, yeah. Not not explicitly. Yeah. And that was also kind of except for the age Unless, joke yeah, that we we, you, we you just picked, realized. You read that as an age joke. Yeah. That was kind of impressive too, honestly. Yeah, there it was just very heavy on on so a that, handful. It was of actually groups. pretty. It was actually pretty underground in terms of like what groups. This movie, I guess, it wasn't racist at all. Then no, I guess not because it's the only two. <laughs> those are the only two demographics that matter, of course. Yes. Obviously. Yeah. Um, that's right. 
Fabio I, was in this. Oh yeah, he was in here a Fabio little bit. Fabio was in this. Fabio was the cult leader, and I thought that was also. I also thought that was very funny. I thought the cult was funny. Yeah, it the, was. It was. It yeah. didn't go. The idea didn't really go anywhere, no, but I thought it was funny. There was, the, that, people, that was kind of funny. the people within the cult uh, were really giving it their all. They in were. Terms of acting. They were committed to that. <laughs> that was good. I thought roles. the little song that they wrote for that was funny. Yeah, it's cute. It was like bright and shiny. Bright and bright shiny. I'm gonna talk. We have about like five-ish minutes. I want to ask because Wikipedia describes this as a cult comedy. A cult. What cult? The well, the cult in this is bright and shiny. Cult. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who likes this? I movie? feel like we do need to stop saying um, movie that flopped and has a weird, freaky sense of humor as cult comedy. As cult. Because I don't. Nobody likes this movie. Nobody likes this movie. Nobody likes this movie. People don't like this movie. It's not good. I mean, maybe we're missing something because I didn't think anybody would like. What's the name of this movie? Repo the Genetic Opera. And yet, <sighs> and yet people do. But Repo's kind of part of a subculture. People so also I think, think that... re- moments in Repo are hot. So Because they're, cause they're freaks. Yes. Repo, so I guess but, I can understand yeah, Repo it. Repo is part of a subculture. Mm-hmm. So, or at least aligns itself with subculture. So it does kind of make sense that there is like a contingent of people who kind of view it as like edgy or like counter, like countercultural. Sure. They can at least tell themselves that sure, it's they good. Sure, can, they can tell themselves that it's good. I feel like Bubble Boy is pretty undeniably bad. Yeah. Like there's just not, there's, there's there are very few that... redeeming factors to it. Maybe there was a, a cult of people that liked it in the early 2000s sure. when that sense of humor at least was still comedy. there. Yeah, I could see like, this being a cult comedy for me and only for me. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Cult I, of one. Cult of one. I, the, the, Gem and I were visiting my workplace and we mentioned to our coworker those uh, uh, watching Bubble Boy and he just kind of like sucked through his teeth. <laughs> Who was this? <laughs> Who was this? <laughs> It was John. Oh, my God. We were just chatting, and they were like, yeah, watch Bubble Boy. I was like, oh. I was like, oh, are you familiar? He's like, yeah, I'm familiar. Uh, another thing that Kat and I did simultaneously, Kat and I, as the movie ended, looked at each other and at the same time said, this movie took years off our life. We said it literally, legitimately at the same time. Amen. Kat can, Amen. can, testi- can testify to added. I think this movie added years on my life. Well, that makes one for, e- for each race dis- disparage, it added years back onto my life, personally. <laughs> it added on years yes. to your life when a race was disparaged? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, if I keep watching Bubble Boy, I'll be immortal at this point. And what's also interesting about this movie is they fit as many racist jokes into the end of this movie as they could. It was impressive. It was impressive. It was yeah. a mad dash they to get as many races in there as possible. Except for black people. Um, very interesting. Interesting choice. In loose conclusion, Jake Gyllenhaal wasn't wearing pants in his bubble suit. Wait! Oh, that was funny. That was funny. That was funny. I, Kat, Kat and I need to say something. Oh, please. Because you didn't anticipate the twist at the end. Yeah, I, I called it I at didn't. the beginning. I did not. I looked at Kat and I said, he's going to have never, if I've actually not had immunities or whatever. Right. And Kat said, oh, yeah. At least I think. I, Did you say, yeah, oh, yeah? I, I was basically like, it's probably going to be that, yeah. Forgive me for thinking that the film Bubble Boy would commit <laughs> to its bubble premise. Excuse me. <laughs> to its bubble bit. No, mostly, this does lead into my thing where it's just like the whole uh, joke. is just like, you gained immunities when you were four. And then he was like, I love you, mom. No, I would have committed manslaughter. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> Kat said that to me. I, I totally so much violence. That's so fair. Yeah. I didn't anticipate that. That was the twist I didn't anticipate. He like... Goes to hug like, okay, his mom. Cry, I thought he was gonna kill her yeah. in cold blood. I don't think the movie had enough time for that. Honestly, no. Yeah, we don't have time yeah. to, to kill her. Yeah, I still said uh, the guilty is a worse movie because yeah, um, the guilty makes me question Je- uh, Jake Gyllenhaal as a person. Really? Because there's no excuse for the guilty. I 
there's like, excusing away this movie. While there's not no, that I agree with while it. There's no excuse for the guilty. I am exactly. I do believe that this exactly falls in line with who Jake Gyllenhaal is as a person, personally. The guilt, the guilty. Yeah. You think he's like a like a cop? I think he's like. I don't. Lover? I don't think that he's very smart. Oh, you do, you think he doesn't think it's a cop loving movie? Yes. Cat, I'm sorry you haven't seen this movie. Yes, I. Yes, I have. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I don't think that Jake. I would say that Jake does not necessarily possess the range to understand why that movie might not be the best for for now. Broken people say broken people. In conclusion, conclusion: broken people say broken broken people. people, Of course, we've got we've got our three questions. (laughs) Okay. Smash your best bubble boy. Oh, smash! No. (laughs) When they fix his hair, for sure. Okay, yeah. I mean, when they fix his hair, in the bubble, still smash. When they fix his hair, he is just like normal Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. So you know. Yeah, Yeah. I guess. Yeah. But even with the unfixed hair, I I, I still like him. I still like him. Could you could you give Clearly, him immunity? Clearly, all you have to do is pop his bubble. He's fine. He's been fine for for a while. Give him immunity. He's fine. Just lick him. Does he lick him? Yeah, you know, like a Komodo dragon with a bacteria in my mouth. I just lick him and be like. <laughs> yeah, okay, wow. sure. Um, could this role be played by Dylan O'Brien? No. I think it could. I think Dylan O'Brien could do it this. it could be played by Dylan O'Brien. I think he had a goofy enough face. He's not goofy enough to Yeah, me. he is. I think. he He's too much Teen Wolfy no, serious no, no, type no, thing. No, 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 no. On Teen Wolf, he was the goofy character. He was? Yes. He Dylan was O'Brien? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. But I see him as kind of like the sensual, no. like, CW character. No, 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 no. He was, he was the goofy one. Well, yeah, guess so. Yeah, he was the sidekick character. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah he was the gay one. Is that um, true? No, that's was... not true. Oh, okay. Everyone wanted him to Tyler... be gay. Tyler Hecklin is the one that people shipped him with a lot. Yeah. Who, uh, Posey. Tyler Posey. Um, Tyler Posey, yeah, he, who is gay now or queer. Oh, good for him! Yeah, um, congratulations. Everyone was, everyone wanted, or they were trying to make him into like the hot one. Yes, they're trying. Um, yeah, they're trying. Yeah, it was a different actor mm, who, was, who was the hot one. Was him and uh, Tyler. Hector. Him and his wonky jawline. Okay, yeah. I don't know who that is, but I believe you. Yeah. Cat, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you for thank, thank you, you for sitting for sitting through Bubble Boy. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I owe you. Uh, I think I owe you for that one. I think you you owe I mean, both of us I mean, a lot like, of money. No, you right? signed up to be a part of the show. You get nothing. Well, Cat, I listen. Cat volunteered. Cat did volunteer. I did volunteer. I did. I was. I did go. What could go wrong? And then so much lot. reader. So much. Okay, time to repress wrong. this movie. I'm gonna hang up on Cat now. Goodbye, Cat. Bye, Cat. Right, bye, bye. Listener. That's the end of the Jake Gyllenhaal fan club for the rest of the semester. See you in a month. Yeah, uh, I don't have a next movie yet. I'm I'm waffling between two movies, but I'll let you know which two uh, when we get closer to the spring semester. Okay. Until that point. Okay, bye. Oh, wait. What? No. uh, You have to play your song. I have to play my outro. And while I cue up my outro. is so limiting and emotionally draining. I just want to say, listener, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. For for the first semester of of the show. It's been pretty neat. It's been pretty neat. Yeah. And I love all of you very deeply. I don't. You don't? I'm just kidding. Brittany, Critique you, is so limiting. Hey, Brittany, do you love these people? I don't know. Oh, I didn't turn it on, did I? It's okay. <laughs> I, can I do the outro? Are you going to play it? I'm going to play it. Critique is so limiting and emotionally draining. Critique is so limiting and emotionally draining. <laughs> it's not working. <laughs> it's not working. <laughs> Critique is so limiting and emotionally draining. Critique is so limiting and emotionally draining. We did it! Yay! Yay! Bye, Um, guys! Critique is so limiting and emotionally draining.